You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales. I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi Zoe, yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, really good. Last day of our isolation period today, so I'm gonna go out into the world tomorrow. So I'm really excited for that. And the sun is shining, it's stopped raining, so it's all good here. How are you doing? Oh, I'm pleased well, I'm pleased to hear your isolation's coming to a finish. That was um unexpected and probably a bit frustrating, but I'm pleased everyone's yeah. okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. I'm going camping this weekend and I'm wondering where the sun has gone. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um, today, we're really excited to be joined by Catherine from the local, your local bookkeeper. Catherine is uh, one of the members of our Six Month Success Programme and Catherine has niched her business. And we thought it'd be really nice to have a chat today about niching because we talk about it a lot. And I think for a lot of people, it can feel quite daunting and people wonder why it's worthwhile so um, I'm really excited to have a conversation about this. Catherine how are you doing today? Hello I'm okay thank you yeah wondering where the sun has gone as well it keeps popping in but it's it's raining isn't it let's face it it's miserable. Where's the summer gone? Oh, well, um, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for fitting us in. I think this was one of those like stepping out of your comfort zone things as well, wasn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I had to have a couple of pep talks from some friends who are probably listening, so they know who they are, um, just to kind of step out and do it. And yeah, but I'm here, so very excited to be here. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. So as we said, you've been in the our six month success program for a while, and we get last night we did a Q and A in our group, and and you're quite confident when we're in those kind of groups. What do you think was was the fear? What was the fear about coming onto a podcast today? Um, well, I've never been on a podcast, number one, and I think in reality, I know it's just talking with you guys, and we talk all the time. As you say, we spoke last night um but yeah it's streaming it's free for everyone to have a look at and it's quite putting myself out there so yeah it's yeah. good you need to step out of your comfort zone occasionally and you've done amazing and your friends have done a great job and I know you've done your breathing exercises and your power poses and you are ready and uh, yeah we're really really proud of you for for coming on and and we love to speak to our bookkeepers that are in our community because you know you're the ones doing the work, speaking to the clients, growing. And so tell us a bit about your business. How long have you been in business for? Okay, so I've been in business now as your local bookkeeper for about three years. Um, Long story short, I used to work in corporate banking in restructuring and recoveries, um, which was quite hard work. Um, I actually had some time off of that, which is when I decided to retrain as a bookkeeper. Um, I then went back and um, that really thankfully was made redundant when I went on maternity leave. Um, so it was perfect timing to then, you know, I was qualified as a bookkeeper. It was perfect timing to start my own business once my son went to preschool, um, to nursery. And um, yeah, so that was about three years ago. Um, I started as kind of your local bookkeeper, thinking that I would niche in the local area. Um, but it's definitely developed 
into that and yeah I've been doing it about three years and it's it's going really well oh it's it's fantastic and um and I love what you said about like noticing that it was like a bit of a blessing to have that redundancy I think like, yeah. it's sometimes it's just like these things come along and you're like actually this is the right time for me to to do that so um it's really exciting to hear about this you know the success that you've made of the business so far yeah. tell me about the niching part of it like what was it that made you decide to niche okay so one of the reasons that I wanted to become a bookkeeper was firstly for my own hours um and to work around my son um, and then secondly I'd worked in this restructuring and recoveries world where quite frankly we kind of made people's lives a bit of a misery it was a hard job you know it was calling in debt and um morally it, it, it was quite hard um so I thought I would I actually had a meeting with a business coach who and kind of flipped this for me and said, well, why don't you go and help people not get in that situation? So that was sort of my primary role as a bookkeeper originally. Um, and then in terms of niching though, actually it was from the stuff that I've done with the six figure bookkeeper that I had this kind of glowing realization that I needed to do something that I actually cared about. Um, so my niche is, I look after purpose-led ethical and sustainable businesses and um, so that's things from charities and and just generally people that want to make a change to the planet and I had this realization that I do it in my personal life I'm obsessed with it in my personal life and I need to reflect that in my business I think that's that's so amazing because especially with your background story with being in a job that didn't sit right with your morals and was making you unhappy because you were going against what was truly what you felt. Um, so now to take ownership and say, I don't have to work with those kind of people anymore. I can I can run this business how I want to run it. And really thinking about, I love that you've not, because even though it is, it's kind of not industry, we talk about this all the time. It doesn't necessarily, when we say niche, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a certain industry. It can be... Um, a feeling of uh, it could be personality driven of the clients that you want to be with it could be that you only you know you maybe you only work, want to work with single mother business owners but they could run any type of business ever but mm. it could be that kind of thing but what you've done is gone with I want to work with people that want to do good in the world you know and that's what I'm really passionate about in my day-to-day -day, and I want to help those type of people that's just that's just amazing I'm so 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 pleased that we were able to help you find that because obviously that's got to make you happier working with those kind of people what kind of difference does it make to your life working with your niche so don't get me wrong I do have clients that are outside of that niche as well um initial clients that I took on that I will not be getting rid of they've done me great you know um but to work with I feel, really feel like I found my tribe and to work with people that are, have the same ethics as me, the same goals. Um, just it just makes such a difference to my life. It makes me feel so happy that to know that there's other people out there that are not don't feel like you're fighting a dead end fight for the planet. Um, you know, I truly believe that 
businesses can make a difference and that's what I want to help people do so actually regardless of people's sector if they want to make even the smallest bit of difference then I'm happy to work with them um, because they don't know what they don't know and all my current clients will tell you that I often bang onto them about sustainability and should you be buying that and have you thought about carbon footprint and all those sorts of things so yeah I just really feel like I found my tribe of people Oh, I love that. Now, I know because we're connected on Instagram and I know that you live and breathe sustainability because Catherine convinced me to download Tree App this week, I think, which allows you to plant trees for free. And uh, and I know about that because I know that you, I don't want to say go on and on and on because it isn't, it isn't like I that. Yeah. <laughs> But you, like, this is deeply ingrained in who you are and that you share this outwardly. And so if I was in that space, and I'm someone who cares about the environment, and um, but maybe not as, I'm not as active as you are, uh, but even just, you're just able to like appeal to that little part of me that there's enough influence for me to go and download an app. I remember you saying to me about um, Starling Bank, I think, will plant a tree for you if you open an account. Yeah. This is all stuff I've learned through, through from you, Catherine. I am not your client. But I can see that just by you having this sort of conversation outwards, you're able to connect with people. Is it part of your marketing strategy to do you add extra things into what you do from a sustainability point of view to speak to your clients? Um, yes and no. I think I've definitely moved towards a more um, focusing on those clients and things that they might like to engage with on Instagram's my main platform or LinkedIn. But actually, I genuinely would do those things anyway. Um, so my bank is with Starling, who are, they don't, the main reason I'm with them is they don't invest in fossil fuels. Um, so, you know, if everyone moved to a bank that doesn't invest in fossil fuels, what an amazing difference we could make. Things like pension providers, I think I've spoken about on Instagram. Um, and they're all things that I do anyway. So a great example in this um, is, depending on how many people are on the conversation, I want to plant a tree because even streaming um, this video creates so much carbon. And yeah, it obviously less than if we met in person with the car, but um, it still creates a lot of carbon and everything we can do um, to make a difference matters at the moment because we're in a really critical time the planet see and this is the thing your niche your passion is just you and you are your superpower with regards to this and with regards to marketing and I think people get confused about the fact that um they feel that they have to be something different to be in that niche. But actually, the best thing to do is find something that you love. So actually, yesterday, I was laughed at in. So as you know, my niche is the beauty salon world. And when I was in a group yesterday, and someone shared uh, a picture in the group, and I knew, and some people are going to hate this, and I'm sorry, but I knew that the picture was of a really big spot that had been popped, right? And I looked at it. My other favourite hobby. Exactly. And I looked at it and I said, well, this is just rude. Where's the video? And then all the salon owners are like, Joe, you are so in the wrong industry. And I'm like, 
I know I said there's not enough bodily fluids and stuff in accountancy. I need to get my kick in here. So it's so funny because I I love what I love what they do, and I most probably could be a salon owner myself because I love the I I love everything about it, and I'm on their same vibe. So when they're talking about things and showing their videos and things that other people go oh that's gross I'm like oh I'm so out here for this and yes I can tell you about your VAT as well while I'm here so that's so and that's exactly what you're doing you're just being you you're it's not hard work because that's who you are and I think that's why we say to people think about what you enjoy think about what you what you're doing anyway what what makes you get up out of bed and gets you excited on a Saturday morning when you're going to go and do something that's n- not to do with work? What is that that kind of thing? Did you though? We get to pick, though, so that's yes, <laughs> we, do no, we do too. We've got our we've got our high visits and our litter picks in here. We've got we've got a great community and we go out at, at the weekends. We've got one coming up soon actually, and I and I love it. And I, but exactly, it does. If that's what you're getting up and doing on a, at the weekend and that's just what you want to do, then that's perfect, the industry. Did you, though, when we started talking about this to you in the Six Month Success Programme, initially, did you think, niching, why would I want to do that? That's a bit scary. Did you have that yeah. kind of, any reservations? I, yeah, I did. And I think everyone will have the reservation of, have, how am I going to get any clients out of this? I'm just starting up. I... I know there was a question in the um, Q&A last night of, I'm just starting up, how do I sort of tell this potential client that they're not my ideal client? And yeah, it's really scary. Um, but I do think that, I think Joe actually might have said it in one of the trainings, is that you can have your ideal client and that's who you're striving to get and marketing for. But actually, if you've got a few others that are ticking along and keeping you going um, in your business, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I, and sort of your ideal client attracts your ideal client. And I think as I've started marketing in that sector, more people have, I've definitely picked up more clients, more people have been coming to me, but also my clients that aren't in that sector know that I'm they're not my target client. They know that I like sustainability and sort of ethical businesses. So they would refer me on that basis as well. And so I would say that just because you've got a niche, it's not, you don't have to stick to it all the the time. As long as I don't go off and uh, for an oil baron or something, I think (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) No, I love that. No, I, and I think one of the big benefits of niching is that you it helps you just get really focused. Like there's so much you can do in terms of marketing. How do you decide where to spend your energy? Well, actually, if you know that you're speaking to a particular audience, then you can get yourself in front of those people and then other clients will come. Uh, but it just means that you can be really targeted in what you're doing. And um, it's just more efficient, I think. So where are you finding your clients? You're getting clients from referral from existing clients. What What's working yeah. for you at the moment? So I started, just going back to kind of the finding your niche, I started in the local groups and the LinkedIn and, um, you know, local business groups that might be, I don't know, a plumber or a window cleaner we spoke about last night. And I wasn't getting anywhere. Then they weren't 
picking up on me or they weren't the same sort of vibe that I was going for. And then I made this decision that actually I'm in all these sustainability and green ethical groups anyway. Why aren't I touting my business to them? Um, and I actually was really encouraged. I joined a kind of networking group in my local area, um, which is run by someone in sustainability. Um, that happens to be my neighbor. And then he introduced me to some other people as well. Um, and I've done a few kind of free Facebook groups, which I then got in for that I pay for. And actually those people, as I said before, those people are my tribe. So I'm not really selling to them um, because I want to be speaking to them and I want to be doing them and they've helped me in so many ways as well. So now I'm really finding my business on Instagram and Facebook groups. That's good. And I think uh, Facebook groups are a great place, aren't they, to just be part of the community. Do you do any like workshops or any kind of sessions for those people? Oh, I've, got, yeah. I've got some coming up. <laughs> I know who they are. I've, got, I've definitely got some coming up. So they've asked me to present on cash flows. Um, what else am I doing? Like business, just like business basics. Um, a lot of people that I've come across don't have software in place so maybe some software training um, so yeah there's a few things coming up and that will all be based on how to grow your ethical business and how to make your finances work um, to do that I think it's fascinating because so I bank with Starlin and I and I tell my clients to bank with Starlin but I didn't know that about what you said and I think the fact is that there's so much education that can be done through um, and, and even people that wouldn't necessarily label themselves as a sustainability, you know, advocate. Lots of people are interested to learn more. And um, and we, we've definitely said as well, since we've become a completely virtual business, obviously our footprint's better. I used to drive to the office. I used to have offices and all that, you know, I said, well, we have actually made a bit of an impact, but, I don't always know what the next step is to do. So there's, so I think you hit quite a lot of people's target market because people are going to be looking at and thinking, wow, that's such an extra added bonus because you're just interested. And like me for the beauticians, I'm a customer. So I'm, I'm often saying, yeah, but this is what, this is what I like. This is what I'd like you to tell. I'd like you to tell me more about your services because yeah. I'm a novice and I have no idea about this aesthetic stuff that you talk about, you know, but I've, I see it on Instagram, but do you do that? You know, so yeah. we can add this extra element when we niche because we can add the personal personal touch to it. And that, and that education that you've got is like invaluable. I mean, it's for anybody. Um, and I it think really you talk, you, um, I, I need to follow you on Instagram and learn more. <laughs> it, it really is um, a whole nation, like global issue as well. Every single business should hopefully be interested in what I'm talking about. Um, we've just had a pandemic. Like no one wants to go back into another pandemic in five years time. But unfortunately, because of the way that we treat the planet and animals and the way that humans work, it's possible. And, you know, so many businesses were struck down by the pandemic. Um, 
didn't have cash flows in place, things like that. And unfortunately, um, unless we make, without going on about the sustainability too much, unless we make a serious change, we're going to come across these things time and time again. You know, wildfires, floods, so much flooding at the moment impacting businesses. Um, pandemics is just, they're going to be lots more of that sort of thing. And if we continue the way we are, and I really believe that businesses can make a difference and in the set, so sectors can make a difference. So if there's one innovation in say plumbing and all the plumbers start to use it. Great. That makes a huge difference. And also locally community projects are so important to keep people going. And I, I do some work voluntarily for a community center. And the projects that they have are so invaluable to everyone and they all make a difference as well. So, um, yeah, everyone should be interested in being more sustainable and more ethical in the way they work. I think you'll get what you're doing comes at a really good time. You know, you know, I think it's on so many of our radars, like I mentioned about planting trees and stuff. It's just not something that I would think, oh, there's a way that I can do this for free by watching an advert every day. You know, it's like being able to just like connect in that small way with people who think, I do want to do something but actually this is it feels so big that I don't know how I can make a change and just you sharing that message actually even if you're targeting you know ethical sustainable businesses I think there's an element of that side of the personality with so many people even if they aren't I don't know traditionally and a sustainable business everyone or a lot of people want to be more sustainable so that's going to talk to a lot of people do you think that I'm just thinking about things like carbon accounting and I'm like, oh, there is like so there's so much you could do with your business. Yeah. Do you think that have you thought about the opportunities for growing your business in the future from this sort of this base? No, in short, <laughs> um, I well, sort of I'd really like to um, maybe move into a more of a consulting sort of role to help people do that. But I really I like doing bookkeeping and um I am limited on time, you know, I've got family and actually I don't, I don't want to run a stressful job again. Um, but I do think that carbon accounting, wow, that's, that's a whole nother level. So, um, so uh, you know what my, uh, my ideas are like, I'm like, yeah. I've just built you a massive corporation, Catherine. <laughs> But definitely, like, just getting people to understand their cash and the impact that their investments can make. Um, pensions is a great example of that, because if you're, if you're investing in oil in your pension, um, that, you know, if everyone's investing, I don't know, 40, 40 50 grand in a pension, it, that targets oil and tobacco and has companies that have child labour, you probably want to move that you know and that will make a huge difference if suddenly everyone started investing in wind farms wow see i'm i'm clueless catherine i am ashamed to admit it but i don't know where my pension is investing in or anything like that most it's just not don't. most people don't so um it's you've definitely brought some awareness to us and and maybe, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but in our Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, I'd love it if you were to come in and give us like 
five or 10 top tips of things that we could do to help us and our clients become a bit more, you know, aware and what things could we do. And the fact about starting, you know, I can share that in my, um, my, my Facebook group for my clients and say, you know, did you know that Starling, this is where they invest and this is why, you know, and they plant a tree when you open an account, we're all doing our bit. Because I think it's a case that even though that's not my niche, it's definitely something that I'm interested in, but to learn more. And I think your your standpoint's very much from an education point of view. And I think you could, with where you stand as a bookkeeper and in finance and as an expert in that field, when and the passion that you've got for this, People want to listen. People want to learn. And um, I think you're just going to do just do so well. And I can see, like Zoe says, I can see that this spanning off because because you want to ingest, you want to learn this information and you've got it. You're ready to talk about it. I can see that um, more and more people are going to want to learn how can I run a sustainable business um, and, you know, and make money. Because do you know what? Sometimes you do think... Yeah, exactly. But you do think, don't you? Sometimes you think, oh, if I'm if I'm if I'm environmentally environmentally friendly, is that going to impact? You know, is it going to cost me more, and then I'm going to take less home? Because that's what some people would think. You know, oh, I've got. Yeah. It's, is it expensive to be like that? But actually, you mostly yeah. know it's not. Absolutely not. So the initial upfront cost of being more environmentally friendly, um, I think, is higher. Um, you just have to compare the price of a diesel car versus an electric car. Um, however, the, in terms of globally, the long-term cost of not taking action um, for the climate crisis is astronomical. And, you know, and again, you can see it through the flooding and things that's been happening recently. The heat wave that we had last week, we can't sustainably live like that in the UK because none of us have got air conditioning and we all put air conditioning in and that costs and then the carbon impact of that means that we've got another cost so we're at a tipping point now where we need to act um and yes it may cost a little bit in the short term but if you look at the long-term projection of doing that you're going to save a fortune um and particularly actually joe with salon owners i know that they can sign up to a green salon initiative and i think they get paid to like recycle their hair and awful things like that um <laughs> but um you know every sector can play a part even the ones that you think maybe can't i sorry go on joe i was just gonna say that's so interesting and again the educational point of view the things that you have and that's what people want experts in you've 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 tapped into something that unless you're in that space you're not going to know this stuff unless you know if it's not your passion you're not going to go and find out about all these initiatives so um i think it's amazing what you're doing and um but what people need to remember is that the reason Catherine's so good with this is because it's her passion so if this isn't your passion you shouldn't go this just needs to be what you know i mean it makes me feel bad that i love beauty salons <laughs> listening to Catherine Catherine's trying to change the world and I just like having my nails done like I feel a bit guilty but you know it's <laughs> it's it's the, the your passion is your is your true passion you know of an evening I was and this is what I was saying in the beauty group last night of an evening I watch people have pedicures and I'm that's that's what I do like I, that's how I chill out and relax and that's like what is it that you watch what is what are your YouTube 
um, videos full of, you know, what is what groups, exactly what you said, Catherine, what groups are you in? You're in the sustainability groups. What groups are you hanging out in? That's where you need to be. If you're mad about fashion, you know, do fashion. I've got, I, I was talking to a bookkeeper the other day and she's always exercising. She's always in gym gear. And I'm like, you need to speak to other like other people that are passionate about exercise and do their bookkeeping. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, you need to go out to gyms and people that are, you know, PTs and all that. That's because you're on that level and you, you can talk in their language. So this is where the magic comes in. And thank you, Kathy, exactly. You don't have to have every single client as a niche client. But when you're talking on social media um, about your about your passion, the other clients, they might not be there yet, but they are, they know what you're about. So they're meeting you halfway. And often they? they do. A couple have said to me, oh, I did use a reusable cup because I knew you'd tell me off if I didn't, you know, things like that. And actually that makes it, that makes a huge difference. Everyone using a reusable cup makes a big difference. I love how, exactly what Joe said, this is where the magic is. So if you live and breathe, the sector that your clients are in and you you can really speak their language and we talk a lot about how do we add value to our clients actually it's these little the little things that Catherine's pointed out to us today that she's pointing out to her clients or the people who want to be more sustainable these are the things that are going to add the value so if you really are immersed in the thing that you the the niche that because it's an interest or a hobby or something you're passionate about you pick up on these things that you can then share that then just elevates the service that you're delivering because of these you know these small things the reu- Catherine's going to tell me off for not having a reusable cup there's it, it that's okay like that that's part of it isn't it and people come to know you and it it just builds a greater connection so uh, I, it's been so amazing to hear about your business Catherine thank you so much for sharing and um doing your superman pose before you joined us so that you were able to come on I really appreciate it um it's been really interesting to speak to you look Catherine how can people connect with you and find out more about you yes so the best um way to connect with me is on Instagram which is at your underscore local underscore bookkeeper um or search me on LinkedIn Catherine Frimond um k-a-t-h-r-y-n and Frimond is f-r-i-m-o-n-d I'm always spelling that yeah that's the best way to to get in touch Perfect. We'll make sure we share all of that in the show notes. Um, If you want to find out more about us, if you want to come and see Catherine sharing her environmental tips in our Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, come and join us on Facebook in our free groups called Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. I'll link in the notes to that. Thanks so much, everyone who's joined us today. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Catherine. We will see you next week for another podcast. Bye. Forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.